Do you want to know why so many Facebook ad campaigns fail? Here's why. Facebook ads, obviously, right, is just, it's just a tool. And I think that we, as entrepreneurs, put way too much weight on it as the thing that's going to solve our problem. This is Jennifer. If you are running ads and you are not getting clicks, that means that you have an issue with your ad copy or your ad creative. It is not resonating with your audience. Jennifer is the CEO of the Ad Girls Agency, an all-female Facebook ads agency. She has helped hundreds of businesses generate millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram, with many seeing 1,000%-plus return on their ad campaigns. So if you want to know ins and outs of Facebook ads and why Facebook ads do fail, this is the episode for you. If you want to learn more about me, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com. If you want to learn more about startingtoknow.com and the evolution of this podcast is startingtoknow.com. That is a business magazine. You can go there or online blog, whatever you want to name it as. It's there. It's available online. You can go to startingtoknow.com and explore more. Whether you're looking to start a new podcast or move your existing podcast, ACAST has got you covered. So for any podcast hosting related problem, if you want to switch your podcast hosting solution provider, you can use Acast. You can use the link provided in this podcast episode description in order to get full benefit of podcast hosting provided by Acast. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Jennifer to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure to have you here. What made you first start using Facebook ads? What was that starting point? So I actually went to school for marketing. And when I graduated in 2011, basically the thing to do was to get into social media, right? That was a little bit of like the heyday of Facebook and like all of these social channels really becoming uh, like a core function of how the world communicates and brands were just at the beginning of getting involved in seeing how they could use it to actually grow their business. And so I originally um, was working in social media management and just really a variety of different disciplines of online marketing. And what I found as the technology developed with Facebook and Instagram ads specifically is that they provided what felt like the most direct and clear cut way to improve a business's bottom line, you know, mm. social media and all of it was about engagement and I'm not knocking that because that is totally important and valid. But what felt really exciting to me was being able to tell a business owner, Hey, you're going to spend this, but it's going to make you this. And it was so just clear cut and direct that I said, this is the service I really want to provide for people. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I've burned a lot of money in Facebook ads. So why Facebook ads <laughs> don't work for many, including me, like no clicks, no impression, no conversion. Why does this happen? Yes. So here's the thing. Let me like break it down and make it super simple. Facebook ads, obviously, right, is just it's just a tool. And I think that we as entrepreneurs put way too much weight on it as the thing that's gonna solve our problem. But all it is doing is getting more eyeballs on your business and your content. So let's go back to some of the examples you just shared. Hmm. If you are running ads and you are not getting clicks, 
that means that you have an issue with your ad copy or your ad creative. It is not resonating with your audience. And that's a very different problem with a different solution versus if you are getting clicks, but when they click, they are not converting. And so the magic, the secret, so to speak, right, of how we get results with ads isn't because there's some secret hack or strategy that we know about that no one else does. It really is actually rather through this very methodical process of being able to pinpoint and identify where are the things that are actually not working. It's not just Facebook ads don't work. It's hmm. my click-through rate is too low or my landing page conversion rate is too low or my emails aren't converting. And so being able to properly identify where in the customer journey the gap is and then go to work through split testing and optimizing it, that is how we get ads to work. So to me, it's a little bit of like a, uh, it's a little bit of a lazy thing to say, right? Like Facebook ads just didn't work. Like, well, there were, there were other factors beyond just the Facebook ads that need to all work together cohesively. And so it's a missed opportunity to not try and figure out what those things are because while this can be like a beast of a thing, I mean, my God, having to keep tabs on all of the changes with Facebook ads over the last decade, I probably lost a decade of my life mm -hmm. trying to keep up with it because <laughs> it's crazy. But what I have seen it do for businesses, what I've seen it do for my own business, you know, obviously we provide ads as a service, but also about 70% of our customers that we actually work for at the agency I have acquired through Facebook ads. So I've personally experienced, you know, spending $100,000 and making over a million. Um, the, the power that's on the other side of getting through, you know, the, the heavy lifting of figuring out what the data is telling, it's really just incredible. You touched on the point of data and like other things in terms of like ad spend. What do you think, like, what is the ideal starting spend or to consider basically getting a meaningful data um, yeah. before you start making a decision. Is this working? Is this not working? $1,000, $100? Like, what is that number? Great question. So there's actually a couple of different ways to answer that. I would say one thing you do want to think about is you definitely don't want to make any decisions before you've reached a 1,000 impressions per ad. So let's just say you're starting a new campaign and you want to test three different ads on an audience. You want to let each of those ads get to at least a thousand impressions before you're making any major decisions. But if we zoom out a little bit more, I would recommend spending no less than 20 to $30 per day per audience. And it's going to take potentially seven days, 14 days, 21 days, 30 days before you're really able to see meaningful, noticeable trends. But of course, within that, there are like micro decisions that you get to make. For example, hitting a thousand impressions with an ad and seeing, well, this one's definitely not working. Let me try a different copy. Let me try a different creative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So basically like $20, $30 can give us some kind of idea and running it for maybe 14 days or 21 days? Yes, it definitely can give you some insight. And again, part of it does depend on what your offer is at the end of the day. So let's just say, for example, you are selling a physical product and the cost of it, I'm just making this up, is $60. Hmm. Within those first couple of weeks of spending $20 to $30 per day, you should be able to see if people are purchasing or not. And if they're not, something is wrong and we get to look at the data and identify where the gap is. 
Alternatively, if you're selling a $10,000 coaching package, you wouldn't actually see purchases of something at that value in just the first couple of days or weeks. So you have to look at stats like your cost per click and your click-through rate to see if you're moving in the right direction. You might not actually have sales though to support um, exactly if what you've got set up is going to convert. That could take a little bit longer. You just said low ticket offer and high ticket offer basically in, in dollars. High ticket offers are kind of beneficial or I would say like you can get return on Facebook ads, but low ticket offers like Facebook is getting expensive. So I'm yes. coming back to the point of like CAC, like customer acquisition costs yes. and things like that. Yes. What do you think? Like, what do you see in a normal, like normal work routine? What do you, what do you see happening? Like, is this only working for high ticket offers or low ticket offers or Great also question. getting benefit? It can work for both, but the math has to make sense. So I will tell you that at the agency, we won't even take on a client where their average order value, or if they maybe have a subscription model, their customer lifetime value, if it's less than like 75, 85 bucks, it's just too hard to be profitable with the way that costs have increased. So if somebody's product is $30 and there is no recurring subscription, it's just $30 period, you're going to have a hard time being profitable. But that you know, $75, $85 average order value, there is a little bit of wiggle room um, yeah. because we would expect to see if we're just talking about like a product at that price point, we would expect to see a cost to acquire a customer at around $30, $35. And so we do have some space, but there are um, limitations with low ticket because again, there's only so much profitability you can create. On the other side, high ticket is very different. You have so much room for wide, wide, wide ranges of profitability, but it's also longer lead time. It can be you know, harder to perfect the funnel. So I think there's pros and cons of each, but understanding that this really does come down to a math equation. Like I don't want to get like too nerdy into the numbers mm -hmm. right now, yeah. but like, let's just say really simple. You're paying $1 per click and your product is $50, and you have an average e-commerce website conversion rate of, I'll say 3%, just to make the math easy. So we spend $100 for 100 clicks. And out of those 100 people, three people buy something. If they're each spending $50, you would make $150 off of that for your $100 in ad spend. That is the math equation, period. And so mm -hmm. If your cost per click is $2 and your product is $35, you can start to see how it makes less and less and less sense. And so it really is just understanding the math. Okay. And what do you think, like, what is the biggest reason or what are the biggest reasons or the top reasons, like why Facebook ad campaigns fail? Is that the math calculation is off? I think it's a lot of things. I think I think definitely it's not understanding the the actual like math component of it and that, you know, each number, your cost per click, your click through rate, your conversion rate, your AOV, all of those things contribute to how profitable you can be. But I also think, especially today, if we're talking about Facebook ads in 2022 going into 2023, the game has changed quite a bit compared to one, two, or three years ago. And, you know, I think that you used to be able to, not only were Facebook ads different, 
but the online landscape was just less competitive, right? We're getting more competitive all the time every year, and that's never going to change. But you used to be able to get away with kind of being a little bit lazy with copy and creative. Some of the best media buyers were not good at messaging or creative at all. They were really good button pressers. They learned how to do what we call hacking the algorithm. That was their primary skill set. It's different today. The qualitative aspect of your ad, the copy, the messaging, how you're speaking to your audience's pain points, your ability to build relationship in five seconds inside of an ad is just as, if not more important than the technical aspects. And so I think people are running ads as though it's still 2019 and it hmm. most definitely is not. And that relationship building works mostly with videos or photos are also working at the same level? Yeah, I would say all of the above. You know, I've never been a fan of saying this is the one thing that mm. is working right now because, right, like every brand is different. Every audience is different. Every offer is different. Video obviously is something that has been experiencing rising popularity over the last several years and can be an incredible way to really build that relationship. And, you know, one of my most successful ads ever is still a static image. So I think like the point is, test everything um but your messaging like the actual words in your ads are they they carry a lot of weight they have a really important job to do especially with how targeting has changed and it's not as direct as it used to be so in many cases something we talk about is messaging is the new targeting in that you know, you're going to potentially get in front of a really broad audience. But if your messaging is really honed in, you can actually use that almost in place of targeting to actively deter the wrong people and attract in only the right people. Interesting way to look at the thing. Do you like actually go for any kind of targeting or like it's, as you said, like it's wide open and is going to be your message picking up the right people? Yeah, I mean, look, again, at the end of the day, it's all worth testing. For the most part, if we're going to work with a new client, we're going to test sort of three different categories of target audience, right? One is going to be what we were just talking about, really, really broad, and really let the messaging and the algorithm find the right people. Another is going to be leveraging the different interest targeting that Facebook offers. Although with all the iOS 14 updates that happened last year, that is less and less effective because Facebook just has less and less data on all of its users. And then that third category would be lookalike audiences. So basically building almost like mirror audiences based off of your website visitors, your email list, the people who engage with you on social. So really just diving into those three different categories of audiences. And again, at the end of the day, always doing testing, collecting data, and then making more data-driven decisions based off of what seems to be working best. Mm -hmm. Talking about data, like what do you think is the most important metric for a Facebook ad? Like, or metrics if yeah. multiple? Yeah. I mean, look, the most important one at the end of the day is your ROAS, your return on ad spend, right? Every time you spend a mm. dollar, how many dollars do you make back? There's nothing else that could be more important to your bottom line. But underneath that, there are multiple metrics that we call soft metrics that contribute to that. And again, I think we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, your cost per click and your click-through rate don't end all be all determine your success, but they tell you how good is your copy and creative 
and how much of a match is it to your audience? So again, not like the end all be all metric to focus on, but if your overall results aren't where you want them to be, you can go look at these soft metrics and get a little bit of a glimpse into where the issue might be. Same thing with your funnel conversion rate, your landing page conversion rate, your sales page conversion rate, the conversion rate of your online store, your average order value. So I guess the long short answer is mm -hmm. it's really hard to prioritize anything because it all contributes, but end all be all should always be that return on ad spend because that is ultimately uh, driving if this is something that is a, a profitable endeavor and marketing strategy for your business or not. True. Return on investment is the main thing, like ultimate driver, like spending like $1, if I'm getting like $2 return makes sense. If not, I'm not going to spend like another dollar. Like it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's all depend on that. Any exactly. ad result, like any ad result, which did not turn out as expected and what made it a failure? Like, was that any failure? We talked about a lot of success metrics, video, um, like a lot of other things like dollars, CAC. We, we covered a lot, but what about yes. the failures? Yes. So I think definitely to your point, it would be a product that just has too low of an average order value to really allow for profitability. But this may seem obvious or not. I think like the over the last eight years that I've been doing this inside of my own company, the the biggest reason that, you know, a client wasn't successful was that their product or service or offer actually wasn't validated and it turned out the market didn't want it, right? And so again, that goes back to that larger scale conversation of, is it Facebook ads that don't work, quote unquote, or is it, you know, your messaging didn't land with your audience, you didn't properly validate that your offer or product was something that people actually wanted. And so, so often when we put the blame on Facebook ads, it's actually more of a foundational issue and Facebook ads just help to illuminate that more quickly. Jennifer, honestly speaking, are the Facebook ads working at the same level the way it was working in 2019, 17, 18, that those years? It's different. It's absolutely different. The playing field is different. And if you're playing a 2019 game, you're going to lose. <laughs> um, it's it's harder. It's more work. It is, it is it, I mean, right, it's just harder and it's more work and it is more involved. What I know to be true is that our overall, like if I look at our whole client roster, the number, the percentage of clients that are doing amazingly hasn't changed between 2019 and today. The percentage of clients that are doing decent hasn't changed. The percentage of clients who, you know, we haven't quite cracked it yet hasn't changed. And I also look at my own funnel, as I mentioned, and a lot of agencies don't do this, which I find to be weird. A lot of other ads agencies do not also use ads to grow their own business. And so I have a little bit of a different perspective on that. And, you know, what I can say is that in 2020, my return on ad spend for the ads we're running to generate clients, I would get sometimes up to a 20 or a 25 times return, which is incredible. Insane. Today, today I get about a 12. So it, it is different and it is not as good and I'm still incredibly profitable. So I think, you know, it's, it's less about, you know, our Facebook ads too expensive and it's more about how do I build a business behind the Facebook ad that does allow for profitability, given that the majority of the world is still on Facebook and or Instagram every single day. Fact, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well said. 
Yeah, yeah. And what are the like most annoying things that that you have seen <laughs> in the Facebook ads? Like anything that that does not make any sense, but they're spending money to get the um, basically the visitors, the clicks, whatever you want to name it as. Yeah, I mean, I think again, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but the most annoying thing is when people don't understand the purpose, like what an ad can and cannot do. An ad cannot create an offer that people care about. It just gets more eyeballs to your offer that either people care about or they don't. I think another thing too, that's always driven me crazy is this concept of lead gen for lead gen sake. So you see people or other advertising agencies saying, oh my God, look at this campaign. We got a $2 cost per lead. Hmm. And it's like, okay, how many of those people purchased? How engaged are they, right? Like I, I always feel like I'm the the ROI protector for my clients, right? Mm. Like sometimes they're like, let's do a campaign for this and let's do this and let's do this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we're going to focus in. Mm. I want you to only spend your money on the things that are going to then turn that money and make it into more money. And so I hate to see people using ads just for awareness or list building without a real strategy behind it to actually turn it into more revenue. Mm. So it's basically like money being burnt, like without yeah. any intention. Exactly. Hmm. What is your favorite Facebook ad that you might have seen, like from any any particular brand? Because I'm, <laughs> I want to like have that breakdown of a, like essential components required or needed yeah. in, in some cases to see that success. I know it's going to matter. Uh, it depends on audience, like so many variables, but at least there has to be something in, in, in that creative, in that copy as well, right? Yes. And it's funny. I mean, I don't know why, but the first ad that popped into my head when you asked that question, I don't remember the name of the brand, but it's some sort of like laxative brand mm -hmm. and their, their ad creative is a dancing poop emoji. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, come on, that's so good. And so I think like bringing it back to principles, it's scroll stopping. It's funny. They're using a little bit of humor. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's incorporating emojis. And it's also very clear what the product is designed to do, which is to get you to poop, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's such a thing as being too creative. And then we actually lose the clarity. And so I think like it's it's really walking that line between being creative and having humor and really having the brand come through, but also crystal clear in terms of this is what this is. Because if we lose the this is what this is, people might engage with your ad, but they're not necessarily going to click on it. And it isn't going to do a good job of bringing in actual buyers with intent to buy. For sure. And I've, I've noticed myself as well, like humorous ads work i think the best yep. I, I think so yep i totally i totally agree with you i mean look you have to think about it at the end of the day nobody goes on facebook and instagram to interact with ads that's not the purpose of why they're there so mm. anytime we can create ad content that more matches what the user is expecting on that platform think funny videos a cat meme, right? Of course, yeah. within, you know, within your brand, of course, I'm not saying do that just to do it. But anytime that we can just kind of meet them a little bit more where they're at, 
it's going to look less like an ad, which is going to improve your engagement rate, which is going to improve your click-through rate, which means your cost per click will decrease, which means you get people into your funnel cheaper. And so it has this like domino effect of, mm -hmm. you know, overall creating room for you to be more profitable just because you created a really good ad. And that was really the point I was making earlier there's so much more competition now than there was last year, the year before, the year before. So we have to do extra work to really make ads that truly stand out. Otherwise, it is going to be hard to be profitable because your ad won't get any clicks and you'll be spending too much. And so having a really good copy, really good messaging strategy and really good creative is, again, just such an important piece of the overall ecosystem. Very well said. But what do you think? Where is the future going for Facebook ads? Oh, where's the future going? Well, <laughs> I know, you know, Mark Zuckerberg hopes it's metaverse. And I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but I think, I think it's all of the things that we've been talking about. I think it's stepping out of seeing Facebook ads as this thing, this like amazing thing that's going to solve all of our problems. And instead, understanding what it is, what it can do, what it cannot do, and hopefully, you know, having more people get more educated in terms of the math aspect. So instead of being mad at Facebook for, you know, maybe the prices went up a little bit, we can figure out how to be really empowered by saying, okay, if I am spending 20% more to acquire a customer, how can I make up for that on the back end, right? The platform mm -hmm. is what the platform is. What's the purpose of blaming it and getting upset? Let me figure out how to, you know, basically accommodate for that on the back end and still have my overall business be able to be grown with this platform. Of course, like as you said, competition is increasing. It's going to keep on increasing. What is your usual approach? Do you go with like, competition approach first like see what other companies are doing in the same niche or do you go with the fresh approach like i'm gonna create this then we'll figure it out like what's being out what's being done by other companies or what's happening out there i think a little bit of both i mean it is helpful to know um what others are doing and if you really understand your brand and your messaging it shouldn't be too hard to put your own spin on it right hmm. i mean it's there's only so many things in the world that are new these days, right? At this yeah. point, you know, a lot of it is just upcycled and shifted. So there's no need to kill yourself reinventing the wheel. I love the idea of looking at your competitors and not even just your competitors, but just other advertisers, right? Because that can give you ideas for different copy and creative. But at the end of the day, it needs to still be executed like through the lens or like the essence of your brand. And so again, that's like another foundational piece that you should be really clear on before you start advertising. What is your brand? What is your messaging? What is your tone? Um, so that you can really be true to that. Beautifully said. I wanted to keep on going, but time is of the essence here. <laughs> Any final thoughts that you would like to share with the founder, entrepreneur, who personally, basically who's listening to this episode right now, like anything that you would like to share? Well, let me actually, I, um, I put together a, a free gift for your audience. So I know we've been talking a lot yeah. about uh, messaging and really all of the different things that create success for Facebook ads that aren't just about the ads themselves. And so um, my team has actually put together a resource. It's a list of 100 ad ideas that make competition irrelevant. 
And it's all about messaging and positioning to really stand out in the feed. And of course, the result of that is better costs, so on and so forth. And so um, for anybody who wants to grab that, again, it's entirely free. It's at theadgirls.com slash starting to know. Thank you so much. And I wanna, I'm going to put that link in the description as well. So if someone awesome. wants to click and open that, it will be easier for you at, by that way as well. Where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? Yeah. So if you want to just connect with me personally, I'm on Instagram as Jen Spivak, Jen with two N's. And then to learn about the agency and all of the amazing work that we do, that's going to be over at theadgirls.com. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming to the show. This really means a lot. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. This really means a lot. If you did not get a chance to listen to the previous episode, the $1 million process, $1 million. You should definitely go and have a listen to it.